there needs to be a list of non-negotiables that if you cross this line, then either we got to fix it and change it or you got to go, right? Because it's always that one bad apple that has stayed too long and now they stayed so long that that they're not leaving. <laughs> and so that bad vibes or whatever negativity things that that person is doing, the whole team is adopting that attitude, right? And they see that and they think, well, if this person, if it's okay for them to do it that way or have that attitude, then it's okay if I do. So what you permit is what you promote. Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. Today, let's talk about the top 10 business mistakes. This is definitely geared towards salon owners. However, if you're a hairstylist listening to this conversation, this also can be for you as well. Because at the end of the day, you are operating your own business, right? You're taking care of your clients and you have to treat each client as a business. So this definitely is going to pertain to you. So let's go ahead and just dive right in. So the first and the number one business mistake that people are making is they're running their business blindly. And I say this meaning that we're not keeping score of what we're doing. We're just going through the motions without even realizing what the results that are being produced. So we have to constantly be re-examining what we're doing to see, is this my secret sauce? Is this producing the results that I want? You know, I think that if you're on this path of growth, which if you're listening to this podcast, that is what your intentions are, is to grow. Grow as a person, grow as an individual, grow your business, grow your team, right? We all want to achieve that that growth and that fulfillment. But I believe that we cannot continue to do the same things that we're doing today to be that person that we really want to be. We have to act a certain way before it has even happened. You know, I think that if you're new into the beauty industry, you may not have all the skills, right? You don't have a lot of experience. You're still working some kinks out with your coloring strategies and your cutting techniques, maybe you do makeup, right? You're still working on that and still learning and growing. And that's understandable. But you have to still have that mindset 
that you need to be that person that you want to become, right? So I feel like how you set up your station, the dialogue that you're using, your language, your verbiage, how you are describing the work that you're going to be doing for them, right? Like I cannot stand when a hairstyle says, we're just doing a trim today or just a touch up. We need to add more value to that guest's experience to really make sure that there's a ton of value added there, right? Otherwise, it's like you're going to be constantly this minimum wage artist, right? Maybe you're not dressing the part or maybe your dialogue is just not at the, at the level it needs to be. You need to start evaluating what are you saying? What are you doing? What is your behaviors? And is that the person, the artist that you really want to become? You know, I don't want to say you fake it till you make up make it. But I believe that you need to just be in this different mindset of that I I am the person who I am today because I'm going I'm going to be a six-figure stylist, right? But you need to behave that way now. And so you want to make sure that you're kind of keeping score and tally of like, you know, when I said this description of how I was going to add dimensional color with brighter colors around her face to really uh, create more of a glow in her skin and more pop of color to her eyes. She was on board with that as opposed to you want to touch up, right? What can we do differently today that our tomorrow selves will thank us, that we will get the results that we need? You know, if you had this goal of making six figures Um, as a stylist and you're doing the same thing that you were doing a few months ago and you're not seeing growth, it's because you're still behaving the same way you did a few months ago. And so we have to make sure that we are changing things up constantly because it keeps things more interesting to our client anyways, right? So make sure that you're keeping score of your verbiage and even like what you're wearing. Now, I don't mean to say that you have to spend a fortune on your wardrobe, but you should be looking the part, right? There's definitely a way to go about dressing a certain way. You know, it's about balance with your outfit. And I think that, you know, we are in the fashion and beauty industry. We need to look that part. And if we want the target market, those clients that are coming in, that we want to charge them $500, right, for a service, Um, and we want them to get the works, we need to look that part. We need to be respectful for ourselves and for our clients as well. So I get it. If you want to wear comfy shoes or whatnot, pair comfy shoes with something opposite, such as a skirt or like leather pants or something that is just a little bit more upscale looking. That's a great way that you can wear like a cozy sweatshirt with a skirt or you know what I mean? So just stretch yourselves and really think differently and think about what what actions can you take today that will produce the right result, right? Those, those numbers and the high tickets and an increase of an average ticket, those are all the results of good behaviors, good actions that we are taking. So I definitely want to challenge you to stop running your business blindly. Let's open our eyes and let's let's really get our head in the game here and focus on our big dream, our big audacious goal of what we want to 
see for our careers. Your success is ultimately up to you. It's nobody's issue, nobody's problem, nobody's challenge but your own. Get out of your own way and be the stylist that you know and deserve to be. Okay, number two, not sticking to a budget. You guys, I know, for me, this is a difficult one because, right, there's always there's always new things on the market that you're like, ooh, we gotta have that, ooh, we gotta try that. But I wanna challenge you to come up with a budget that works for you. This is not a one-size-fits-all. Yes, there is industry standards of what we should generally uh, give ourselves a budget to work with, but I want you to just be very mindful of your spending, you know, and look at your profit and loss statements on the monthly basis so you are not overspending, right? I mean, if you, even if you're a hairstylist or makeup artist and you are just purchasing your own products, same thing. How, what made you decide to buy all of that makeup or buy all of that hair stuff? And I think that if you're just going to the store without a list and without direction, then um, you're, you're going to fill up your cart with a lot of things that you don't need. Um, and this is exactly why I avoid Target because I'm, I, I just can't resist. <laughs> you walk past certain things and you're like, I got to have that, right? But the challenge is that we all have a budget. We all have a number that we got to stick to. And if we're spending way more money with products, with makeup, with hair color, with overspending on maybe brands that we don't necessarily need at the salon, they're not moving the needle, right? There's, there's a difference between spending money that's going to help you make money versus spending money on something that isn't going to make you money. It might look nice, right? Like a, a, a beautiful new painting at, at your salon. Um, but is that really gonna make you more money? As opposed to you just spent $100 on this new smoothing um, service, but that service ultimately is going to be producing sales. So you have to be very conscious and, and aware of, does this make us money or does this just cost me money? So, and usually if it's just costing you money, guess what? It's taking it out of your profit, which you don't want that to happen. So, so Create a budget and just stick with it. Whatever works for you. I think that if anything, you know, start small. I don't think that it's like flipping the switch of all of a sudden you're you're very conscious financially and on budget. I think it takes time, right? It, it, it can't be, you know, going cold turkey on a budget. But let's say that you wanted to give yourself a budget of, I have $200 that I can spend on products or whatnot. Stick with that. Don't go over, right? Okay, number three, you're focused on your build out and not your plan. This definitely is a very scary thing and it's a very real thing because this is the fun part, right? If you're, if you are looking at salon suites, looking at salons, the fun part of it is designing it. So it looks the way you want it to look you want it to feel a certain way. You want the colors to, to, to look a certain way. You want the chairs to be really cozy and, and really high, high luxury, right? You're focusing on something that is all costing you money as opposed to what's going to happen five years from now because that chair might need to be replaced, right? It won't matter anymore. So if you're thinking about salon suites, a salon, 
focus on the things that are going to be important in business and think five years from now, right? Think about your systems and how you're going to operate. Think about the person that um, you're going to be, right? Are you going to be the CEO or are you going to be a hairstylist behind the chair still, right? So focusing on the build out and not the plan is probably going to put you over budget, right? So a double whammy of mistakes there. Focus on your plan first, because if you have that all written out, then the, the build out would come, right? It's not one of those things where if you build it, they will come. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. And so focus on your plan, not the build out. Okay, trying to do all the things. Number four, we just can't do all the things. And kudos to salon suite owners because you are doing all the things. I think that, yes, you can delegate some roles such as you could hire a social media manager. Maybe you can hire an assistant that rips your foils and folds laundry for you and dusts the shelves. Or maybe you even hire a cleaning lady uh, or person, sorry, just hire somebody to clean, clean your place. Those are some things that you could delegate out, but the rest of it really is all on you. So kudos to if you're a salon suite owner because you're doing all the things and it is very difficult. And that is why I chose not to be a salon suite owner and to be a salon owner because I rely heavily on my team to help, help with the functioning of the systems of our business and to create a beautiful guest experience. You know, it's, we have to be focused on working on the business. If you're a salon suite owner, you have to wear all the hats. As a salon owner though, we need to really be focusing on working on the business, not so much in the business, but getting started in the beginning, you might have to do both. And it might be, no, I don't want to say it might, it is a lot of work. I will not sugarcoat that. There's just always something to do, but doing it all yourself is actually hurting yourself. So figure out the areas where maybe you're not as strong at. Let's say it's your bookkeeping, right? Maybe you just totally suck when it comes to your numbers. Hire a bookkeeper to look at your numbers, to give you the red flags if you're overspending on your budget, right? Or if you're starting to grow, they might have some ways for tax savings for you. Um, They might uh, want to encourage you to keep growing, right? So Don't expect yourself to to do all the things. Give yourself some grace and find some people who are really good at it and really enjoy the things that you're not and delegate those rules out. Number five, letting problems go too long. Uh, This, you know, uncomfortable conversations. You know, it doesn't have to be uncomfortable, but I do think though that the longer that we drag out an issue, the more we have this tendency to have some emotions connected to an issue, right? We can get resentful. We can get maybe bitter about it. We could get angry about it. We could feel sad about it. And anytime that you emotionally respond to somebody, you're not thinking logically. You're not thinking with your your head of, all right, this is my business. We don't do things this way, right? The longer that you let something go on, the more it starts to put salt in the wound. So if there's anybody in your business that is, is, is just not doing some things that you um, agree with, then I think that's important to have those direct conversations of like, you know, look, I don't like when you do X, Y, Z. 
And I'm telling you this because I really appreciate you and love the value that you bring to the table and and working together. But that has to change, though. This has to change. You know, I I do think, though, that we have to pick and choose our battles, right? I think that everyone's going to have some quirkinesses to them and that sometimes you just have to let some things go. But then have a list of things that are non-negotiable, right? Maybe it's like a bad attitude or somebody's not smiling. Uh, they come in with all of their baggage of problems and they dump them on clients. That should be a non-negotiable. We don't do that here. I mean, you've got to figure out what, what type of attitude and what type of values that you want your salon to be operated by. But there needs to be a list of non-negotiables that if you cross this line, then either we got to fix it and change it or you got to go, right? Because it's always that one bad apple that has stayed too long and now they stayed so long that, that they're not leaving. <laughs> and so that bad vibes or whatever negativity things that that person is doing, the whole team is adopting that attitude, right? And they see that and they think, well, if this person, if it's okay for them to do it that way or have that attitude, then it's okay if I do. So what you permit is what you promote. So make sure to tackle the problem head on right away. You will feel so much better about it and so will the other person. I think that oftentimes when there's a a challenge or an issue, it's not intentional. I think that, you know, we do a lot of things unintentionally where it's like, we don't mean to hurt somebody's feelings. We didn't realize that somebody felt that way. Their perception of an event is their opinion and they're entitled to that. And so I think that just by practicing having these conversations, we'll eventually get good at it. Um, but it definitely, in the beginning, it's a stretch. It's a stretch if you're not that person who is confrontational, who doesn't like to feel like they are nagging or nitpicking, right? But it doesn't have to be like that. So if the problem or issue arise, take care of it right away. Same thing with the client. If a client says, I have an issue with my hair, first thing you got to do is address it right away. Don't let it go on um, too long because then it shows that client that you don't care about their hair or makeup or whatever that challenge was, right? And just take care of it immediately because it's not so much of the problem as let's solve it. Let's, let's, you don't want to emotionally react to it, but we are solution seekers, right? We're always trying to solve issues with somebody's hair or their makeup. So if a client is upset with something, you know, don't take it personal. It's not personal, right? Sometimes it's it's about whatever they're going through. Maybe there's a lot of um, a lot of important events happening for that particular person, and they just have a lot of pressure at the moment of wanting to look and feel their best as they should, right? They spend their hard-earned money with you, and so you want to address it with empathy, and you want to let them know that you will do what you can to make it right. And that's it. And I think that as soon as we can j- jump up and say, what's, what's the issue? All right, this is what we could do with, 
and and solve this issue, the better you're going to feel because if you just keep letting it go, it seems to boil up more inside and it can create that that anger and that bitterness and I think that it can really lead to major burnout, right? If you guys have ever felt any burnout reflecting back on it where you're like, yeah, I just kind of felt like my business was falling apart, uh, my clients that I were working on, I just wasn't happy with because I felt like they were always complaining. Well, the issue usually is with ourselves. And so we just need to hit the nail on the head here and uh, come to a solution as quick as possible and just move on, move on, dust yourself off and move on. All right. Number six, not putting an importance on marketing. Marketing should be your number one focus in your business to grow your business. So non-negotiables, if you don't have a website, you're not on social media, um, you, what are you doing? You know, you have to be present. And I always say that the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And so if you are wondering, how come I'm not getting any clients I would be questioning, well, what is your strategy of marketing? How are you generating leads to your chair? Are you asking clients for referrals? Are you asking your clients to write reviews for you? Are you putting yourself out there and being vulnerable on social media and saying, hey, I'm accepting clients and I would love to do your hair. What, what content can you put out to let people know, hey, I'm Jennifer, I'm a hairstylist, this is what I love to do, and I can help you. Come see me. And I think that the more present um, that you can become and the more centered focus that you can be on your dream clientele and putting that out there on social media or a website if you have that or Yelp or Google, wherever you are wanting to market to your target market, you have to put an importance on it. It's a non-negotiable. If, if you are, if you're only posting once in a while, then that's the, the results that you're going to get. Only once in a while, people are going to come in to see you, right? So stay relevant and stay present. Okay, so top 10 business mistakes. Number seven is lack of adapting to change. This, I think, is definitely geared towards the salon owners that have been in business for many years, 10, 20 years. Times, things change constantly in the beauty industry. The trends change, technology changes, and I also think that the generation, generational needs have changed as well. And so if we're not able to pivot and adopt to those adapt to those changes that are happening, then people are going to feel stagnant. You as an owner might start to feel stagnant and you may not be getting the people in your doors that you would be wanting to have there, such as your team or even the clientele, right? So the market shifts, the market changes, what people are asking for, what they need. It's different from what it was 10 years ago. Um, changing of your team, right? There's different personalities constantly. And let's say a business has a, a wide age, age group of people. That's a lot of change that happens, right? But we have to be able to adapt to those changes and come up with solutions and systems that work for your business to allow the adapting of the change. You know, even if there's product change, I think that 
a lot of um, teams feel very intimidated when it comes to doing a product change. Um, I shifted color lines a few times before I found one that really worked for me and really aligned with my morals and my values. And, you know, I think you have to really stay committed and make sure that you are spotlighting why you're doing these changes in your business and getting people on board, right? You have to sell the idea and make sure that you're positioning it in a way that is beneficial to the entire team and really communicate the change with them, that it's not a bad thing. I think that when leadership positions can shift as well, there's a lot of uncomfortable questions of what is happening to this business? Is it growing? Is it dying? What is happening? The team wants to know. And if you're not communicating uh, and being very vulnerable with that, then it seems to lead the team into confusion and feeling misguided. And so I think that not only do we need to adapt to change, but communicate the change. Same thing if you're changing, let's say, your menu. Maybe you're not offering a certain service anymore. Maybe you have done a price increase. And if you're not communicating any of that information over to your clients, then they feel like they have been misinformed or have been, your marketing is misleading, right? And that never leaves a good feeling in the customer's eyes, right? So adapt to the change and communicate the change as well. And I, I say too, as a salon owner, you always have the right to change your mind and shift and do something different. I think that just because you have a plan doesn't mean that things will change, right? I think that your mission and your vision, it can, it can change a little bit as you grow. Maybe your dream gets even bigger, right? And I think that that is actually a beautiful thing when you are able to adapt to that, adapt to that. And number eight, not focusing on the guest experience. I think one of the number one reasons that I feel like this goes misseen and is a mistake is that we get comfortable, right? We've seen this client for, let's say, 10 years, even five years, whatever. You're comfortable with them, right? You feel like you can share anything with them. You want to sit down with them and and talk all the gossip shop and all of that and you start to miss the guest experience and the quality that they're actually paying for and it is difficult to still keep that business hat on that professional hat when you feel so connected to somebody you know we've gone through um, deaths and sickness divorces tragedy job loss um, you know, weddings to babies, happy times and very tragic times with our guests. We can't help but to have that relationship with them. But it is important that even though you can have that quality relationship with them, that you always remember they can leave you at any time and it's no big deal to them. You know, they are there to paying you for a service. You're not there volunteering your time right? You're not donating your services to them. You're not giving them for free or discounting. I hope not. I hope you're not discounting. Um, But you have lost sight of the guest experience that you want to give them and what they deserve. So really take a, a backseat and look at your business and what you are 
providing for that guest? You know, are you offering them a beverage as soon as they walk in and hanging up their jacket and leading them to your station and getting them comfortable? Or are you saying, uh, take a seat and I'll mix up your color and no consultation? You can't do that. It's not fair to them. I know that I wouldn't be paying top dollar for somebody to do that. Even if we have a great relationship and a conversation, it doesn't mean that I don't care about you. But, you know, if I'm going to be spending $500, I really want to feel the value there. And so try not to get too comfortable. And if you're feeling very comfortable, if you're, you're sitting down talking to them the whole time, it's not really about that per se, but you know, what are you offering them in addition to a conversation, right? You know, are you doing a really great scalp and and head massage at the shampoo bowl? Are you giving them that relaxing treatment that they truly deserve and that they are longing to have? Or are you just being chatty Cathy and not allowing them that moment of peace to just really enjoy the experience with, with you? So make sure that you are always focusing on that guest experience and create the environment that a six-figure stylist would have, right? And number nine, not growing people. There's going to be a point where sometimes, uh, sometimes, you know, people want, they want to feel like what's next, right? Am I growing? What's, what's next in stores for me? Because you don't want anybody to get stagnant if, and feel bored or feel complacent. You always want your team and who, who you're working with to be excited about being there. And that they also can see the vision for the business and that they're a part of it. I think this also goes with having that communication with your, your team of like, what's next in stores for us? How are we going to grow as a team? How are we growing as a business? Making sure that you are taking time for them to hear what's happening in their lives and to hear what's happening in their business behind the chair. I mean, as a salon owner, I can't be with everybody every, all day long. You know, I think that it's important to carve out time of your own schedule and meet with them one-on-one, whether you're going to be going over your scoreboard together or if you are just, you know, hey, what's happening in your life? You know, do you need to talk about it? Right. I think that showing up not only as a boss, but as their cheerleader and their number one fan, you have to show up like that every single day, whether you feel it or not, you have to show up for them right? Because that's why you have a salon. And I think that if you're a hairstylist, not an owner, you still have to show up for as a team, a teammate, right? If you come in with a bad attitude, if you are just in it for yourself, why are you still there, right? You have to show up and be a part of the team. Be ready to serve not only the guests, but your team members as well. If somebody needs help with the shampoo bowl, if somebody needs help with laundry or ripping foils, I mean, those are probably the three things people complain most about um, at the salon. And it's just so stupid, right? When you think about it, it's just so stupid. And I think that there's going to be a day where you're running behind and you need help. And if you gave your teammates bad attitude and made them feel less than, why should they help you, right? What goes around comes around. And I think that it's you know, do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. That is our motto at the salon. And, and I think that it is very helpful because, 
You know, I think that when you are on commission and you're not receiving any money financially from helping out your teammates, you know, there's got to be more purpose and meaning behind that than, than just financially making money, right? You've got to enjoy the people that you're with. And I think that that starts from the top. And so as a leader, making sure that you are taking the time to grow your team, whether you're doing some technical training with them, or maybe you're working on some business skills with them, really making sure that you are putting the time and the effort to help them get to the next level, right? Because you don't want people at your salon who are just accepting hourly pay, right? Go to the grocery store if you want hourly pay. We're here to produce commission-based stylists who are hungry to make a profit in their business and to be the best hairstylist that they can be. That's who I would want on my team, and I'm sure that you would as well. And last but not least, the top 10 business mistakes. Number 10 is having no plan. I think that we all need to have a plan, whether you are a hairstylist behind the chair or if you are a salon owner, we have to have a plan because if we don't have a plan, we're going through the motions and we can't expect any results if we have no idea what strategy we are putting forward. And so, you know, I'm just so excited right now to be, we launched the salon CEO system. We've got students going through how to create a plan, and this is going to help them really hone in on their vision and create the right processes and systems and, and really identify the people that need to be on their team to help to create a beautiful business and a beautiful career for not only you as a CEO, but for your team as well, right? Because we opened up salons so we could give back and we could help uh, nurture other hairstylists and teach them how to grow a, a business and, and to have that balance of happiness and fulfillment. So make sure that if you are a hairstylist, have a plan. If you want to make six figures, what's your plan, right? How much money, how many days a week are you working? How much money do you need to be producing every single day? And every single day, look at that goal. Every day, have that in front of your face so you are remembering, oh, I have to upsell and do a deep conditioning treatment today in order to hit my numbers. If you're just going to work, showing up and leaving, then your results are going to be probably not where you want them to be. So you have to have a plan with all things that you are doing for your business in order to have a predictable, consistent result with it, right? So I hope you guys enjoyed this top 10 business mistakes. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast, and we will see you next week.